Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. All right, welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage. This is Tom and Tyler. I really have almost said Tyler and Tom several times, not because I want my name to come before yours, but because <laughs> I'm just used to that for some reason. I do not know why. Uh, please yeah, do not well, hurt me. Tyler, when you start paying the bills, you can have top bill, okay? Just, just You don't even have to mention my name if we're going to go to that part there and paying the bills, all right? I'll just, just the Tom show, all right? So anyways, all right. Um, we've been talking all week about an amazing topic, we, and, and, and we've entitled it, Who's First, God or Country? <clears throat> and, and so far, uh, really what we've covered is how do we deal with governmental leaders that are making these laws that are taking away uh, uh, our rights, that are trying to take away our guns, that are making abortion legal, and all these different types of situations. And after the show yesterday, I, I mentioned and, and talked with uh, Tom, and I told you, I said, you know, what about the things a little bit on the lower level, though, of like what I deal with on a, on a general, but what about, for instance, if I have a boss that's lost, that's an alcoholic, that, that's just flat out mean because he wants to be. There are people that exist whose only happiness seems to come from making other people unhappy. Have you ever met someone like that? Once or twice. Once or twice. I hope you're not talking about me. And uh, anyways, but seriously, I, I, I've talked about my background maybe a little bit here on this show. I was a former addict. Uh, I got saved later in life. And I wasn't saved very long before God had me go and, and live at a place called the Victory Ranch, which is an addictions home that uses God's Word and God's Word only to get people off drugs. And you'd see all kinds of people that come through there with different struggles, gang members and people who have never had any authority in, uh, in their lives. And you've seen the other end of the spectrum, missionary kids. And, I, and, and I'm going to tell you something, Brother Tom, something that, that, that I've noticed with, with almost all these men is that they struggle with authority. And, and when you get in, you start to teach them about authority. And that's really kind of what we've been talking about this week, is, is God's authority and, and the authority that we get from our government with law and different things. But one of the biggest questions that I hear from or have heard from the men there is, well, what if my authority is, is, is a jerk? And which is funny because at the time I was their authority, so I was wondering if it was me they were they were talking about. Well, right? there's, there's, there's also situations you grow up and you may have a a, a wicked father, or a wicked mother, or, or you know you could be on a parental issue. Yeah, not just a not just a job out there. That's a good okay? point. Or you could have married into a wicked father-in-law. What do you? Hey, now you now you're going too far. I'm just saying I want to make sure everybody's covered here. All right, but uh, no, let me let me let me share this verse with you though. This is when I when I um, have had someone that struggles with these types of things, or in my own life, what's helped me with this uh, has been these verses. First Peter chapter two, starting in verse 18, it says, "Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear." Listen to this: not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. For this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it, if when ye be buffeted for your fault, ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well, and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. I don't know how much more clear that could be. I mean, that is specifically, in my opinion, talking about that very thing. Number one. God is sovereign. He's number one. He's created 
of the earth. He's created us. He's, he should be above all things. And God, we've talked about this week and, and have shown through the scriptures, that he's the one who allows the authorities to be in the places that they are. That's not just talking about saved people. Okay, that's talking about even the forward authorities. And so, and I've heard, well, Brother Tyler, what, what am I supposed to do if my boss is, you know, a jerk and an alcoholic and he's just being mean and all these different things? Well, what does the Bible say? It says, I'm going to read it again. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering long, wrongfully, for what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. You are still, as long as it's not against God's word, you're to be obedient to them. Yeah. That's a hard situation to be in. How to walk in that area. I've counseled when I was a pastor uh, people who grow up, you know, under wicked parents. You know, then you have like Mother's Day and Father's Day and you tell them you need to honor your father and mother. And, you know, how do I do that? My father beats me. My father's raped me. Hard to have love. You know, my, my, my dad came from a very broken family before they got saved. You know, he grew up in a very hard situation, you know, where he hated his uh, stepdad. And, you know, when, when we're left with trying to obey God, how, how do you obey these people when God has put you in a situation where you don't have much respect for them? Why should I obey them when they are wicked people Tyler you know you 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 kind of had a bit of a more experience in that area because I'm a second generation Christian I was raised in a family that after that dad got saved yeah he started raising his family with biblical principles so I didn't have that kind of stuff I, in fact you know that's something I had to understand as a pastor when I first started pastoring I didn't realize that every you know I thought Everyone would honor and love your parents because that's what we're to do. I loved my parents. I never had conflict there. There were times I didn't like what they put on me and rules that they made on me at times there. But, you know, they weren't evil and wicked and, and hurtful. They, they always wanted my best and they, they loved me. I knew it. But how do you deal with it when you're, when you're not in that situation? You've probably been around people more like that. Well, I'm, I'm just going to be, uh, if I can, completely transparent here. Um, I've dealt with a situation like that recently. Um, I, I, I got called to preach, and I, I, one of the messages I, I've, I've preached several times at, in several different places is, is about forgiveness. And uh, the truth of the matter is, is uh, I've got a mother. <gasps> Shocker, right? No, we all have mothers. I get that. But, but my mom is, uh, how do you say this in a Christian way? She's uh She's difficult to deal with on certain things. But I found myself preaching messages in different churches about forgiveness and, and how, you know, uh, what, what the Bible's standard is on forgiveness. How many times should they offend you, right? The Bible talks about and you forgive them. And, well, what about how bad is the offense and all these different things? And, and, and I'm telling you, as I preach these messages, the Holy Spirit was telling me, Tyler, you know, you've got someone in your own life you haven't forgiven. And it's your mother, you know, and, and I struggled with that for several, several years. And, and uh, Brother Tom, you know this already, but uh, I, I, I decided, man, I've got to get this right. I, I, I'm not going to continue to be a hypocrite and sit here and preach about forgiveness and have, you know, someone in my own life I haven't forgiven. And, and so I, I, uh, I looked her up and we started to try 
to have a relationship again. And what I what I wanted to do is I wanted to I wanted to honor my mother. I I wanted to forgive her in a biblical sense, and I wanted to try to have restoration in our relationship. And and I I want to say I want to say this and make this very clear. You know, if, if you're someone who has grown up as you mentioned already, and has a parent that's done just a bad thing to you. you. You mentioned rape and things of those. I feel so bad for people uh, that have grown up in a manner like that. But but the truth of the matter is, is the only real place I, I think that, that one gets healed from that is biblical forgiveness. And, and, just, and just going to the Lord with that. Because you're not going to be able to do it uh, on your own. And so, but, okay, and, and with my own mother, I, I had some struggles with these things. So we got to a point where I, I did forgive her. I really believe I, I did that. And now after that, what happens is we're attempting to have a restoration of the relationship. Now, I want to I make this very clear. Forgiveness and restoration of a relationship are not the same thing. People think that they are. People think that if you, if, if you are unwilling to have a, a, a restore a, a relationship with me, then you're not really forgiving me. You're holding on to the past. That's not always true. And and I realized that with my mom recently. I, I did forgive her. I wasn't mad or bitter at her anymore. But 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 what was happening was there were still things that she was doing that I just couldn't have in my life. I I couldn't be around. I couldn't be a part of. And I and she would play that card with me and say, Well, if you're you're a real Christian, you know, and you're not forgiving me and I said, Mom, listen, that's not the truth. I, what I'm trying to do, I have forgiven you. Uh, but what I'm trying to do now is have a relationship with you. And a relationship is built on trust. And sometimes that takes time with someone that's been abused or come from, comes from a situation like that. And, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I hope something changes here in the future where, where I can have that relationship with her. But where it stands right now, I have forgiven her. But we haven't had that relationship restored because we just haven't been able to get to that place. You know, um, you you hit the you know the nail on the head here. The key is forgiveness. Forgiveness never is fair. But if you don't forgive, then you will harbor bitterness and the hurt, and it will stay in stay with you there. And um, you know, bitterness. You know, I don't. Uh, there's many great sayings about this there, but basically, I, I've boiled it down to this: bitterness is drinking poison and hoping that the other person dies. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's you know you 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 you're you're feeding yourself a poison, and um, and you're you know you, you because of your hate and your hurt and all that stuff that just builds up there. Um, and we were talking about, you know, leaders, mm-hmm. you know, we were first talking about government and all that type of stuff. And you brought it down to a personal level there, your boss, your parents and stuff and obeying them and submitting to them there. I, I remember we had this kid in our, our church got saved and the parents said, you know, you're not allowed to go to that church. And the kid came to us, you know, he was a teenager and he said, you know, what should I do? I said, well, you got to obey God. You got you got to obey your parents. You obey God by obeying parents. You're submitting to the authority that is in you. But live in a manner that is um, uh, upright, that there's a change in your life 
and your parents will notice that and you obey them there and pray that God will change their mind. Well, God did later. Mm-hmm. Because they saw, now we never saw the parents coming into church and stuff there, but eventually they did relent and allowed the teenager to come to church again there. But, uh, you know, we obey the, the authority that's there, and by doing so, we obey God. Let me ask you a question, uh, Brother Wallace. Who is forgiveness for? Well, you know, it's applied to the person that has wronged us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're applying that forgiveness. In other words, saying, you owe me a debt for what you've done to me. I have been harmed. I, I am the party that is wounded here for your actions there. But uh, but I'm offering you forgiveness. But who is it for? It's actually for yourself because yeah. you are releasing the debt, releasing the hurt, and therefore, it can bring you into some into healing. And and this is what keeps people from forgiving someone. They, 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 this truth right here: when you forgive someone, that is not admitting that what they did was okay. Pe- people have a hard time understanding that forgiveness. Really, really, you know who it benefits the most is it benefits me the most. It's like the it's yeah. like the pill you talked about, the bitterness pill. Sometimes I, I've done forgiveness uh, or forgiven someone, and I haven't even said anything to them. It's because it's going on in my own heart, and it's something that I have to do because if I don't, like you said, it it it, it becomes anger and then turns into to bitterness. There. Yeah. Well, we've uh, journeyed a long ways there from our original topic, but I think it was beneficial and good. Thank you, listeners, for being with us. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back with you next week at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.